from behind the lens and behind the microphone. Welcome to the podcast that takes you inside the world of Western sports and beyond from a different perspective. This is Starched with your hosts, Garrison Allen and Clay Gardaby. Derek McKay, team number 81. Cesar Dela Cruz at the heels. Winslow, Arizona, Tucson. Talani Lake Roping, Lansing Construction, and All Red Metal Products. Boys, you've got 831 to rope this year. Don't mess it up. This is team number 81 and the number two. The number two high spot coming back. Now is when you don't clinch. Don't drop your elbow. Don't wave it off. Don't hickey a steer and don't, lock, don't get a leg. I'm not worried about anybody breaking the line today. Think about our boys. We're trying to run at a 38.94. What can you put on top of this? How about an 8.31 by one one hundredth of a second? That'll put you in the lead. These kids are roping in the rodeo business today as good as anybody. And, of course, Cesar Dela Cruz with a new partner. They're just kids. And here comes the head catch. It's good. Cesar. Ha, suckers. It's clean. Seven and 36. And with a 46 and three, they move into the lead with one. Oh, oh my Tom's God. one of my heroes, man. He, he'll, he'll get your adrenaline going. I'm over there like Derek. He's real calm and cool, man. And I'm like... I'm I'm ready to heal one man, and this and this Bob is going on. There's, I'm just getting more and more pumped up, man. I had to really just, especially when when Begay reset that second time, I was like, man, breathe, relax. He done this a thousand times, man. This is easy stuff right here. <laughs> so but, you know exactly uh, what year that clip was and everything. Man, that was that was 2009, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, that was that was our first year roping together. And actually, that little mare that I was riding, her name is Annie Oakley, and I've got a couple babies out of her. And we actually just retired her uh, up in Montana, in Bozeman, Montana. My 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 brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, Matt Robertson, and then Rachel Robertson. They, I, I got her over there at their ranch now. No kidding, so, you're that's yeah. your brother and sister-in-law, or your brother yeah. and sister, brother-in-law and yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt's my brother-in-law, man. It's awesome. I'm not kidding you. As the crow flies, I probably live. 10 miles from where they are that's awesome it's beautiful country over there i love it over there it's awesome you know if we're talking about bob tolman he has one of the greatest quotes ever jesus christ is everywhere but he rests his head in montana every night man i i i'm up here now for the summer and i, I agree man this the grass is syrup high the water's clean lush <laughs> it's, it's beautiful out here man the mountains are they're just beautiful out here there's still a little bit of snow on on, on the peaks of some of the mountains I can't yeah. beat it. I, I left Arizona. It was 101 when I left. And to uh, come up here, and it's it's been in the 60s. You know, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't beat it up here, man. Welcome to God's country. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I love Lonesome Dove, man. I know I know exactly why they, they, they made the trip from Texas all the way up here. It's it's a cattleman's paradise, they call it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. man. We're pumped you're on. We're pumped you're on today. That's, I, I love it, man. I, these podcasts are pretty cool, man. I get to tell some stories now. I slowed down the last couple of years. Uh, I've, man, I've been helping my boys out, trying to help them out with their goals. My 10-year-old, he tells me he wants to make the finals and stuff. So we've been we've been on a journey. And my, and my uh, I'm actually, next week, I got to head to the junior high finals for my oldest boy, Camilo. 
So, uh, man, I'm, I'm telling That's you what, exciting. man, it's been a full, full-time job with those guys, keeping them with horses and practicing <laughs> and rubbing with cattle. Like I, I, I kind of get these horses halfway going and, and then I sell them. Uh, the last horse I had, uh, that was good enough to make the finals on. I sold to Junior Nogueta last year and man, they, they've been a heck of a team man. they've been, they've been tearing it up. He rode him the last, I think three rounds of the NFR last year. Wow. And so I was glad to see them, them, them guys going at it and kind of doing good together. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. So. Um, a little bit about your boy. So do you ever, did, did they like watching old videos of you or are you like, Hey, your dad was, was, a, was a big deal. You better watch some of these clips. Yeah, man. The watch funniest thing is they, they don't really watch a whole lot of videos. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of them. And it was funny when they were little kids, man, especially my oldest boy, he, he didn't, didn't really care about anything like he was, you know, like he was in the stands, he'd get his iPad out. We watched my pads and he, he noticed off the wall stuff, you know what I mean? And, and then he, he thought I, like I'd disappear for an hour or so and I'd go rope and mommy would take him to the rodeo and go watch. And we get back and there was daddy again, you know, like he had no idea I was out there roping or doing anything. He, he, he's a funny kid. And here recently, you know, the last year, We've been taking him to junior high rodeos and he got to rope a little Michael Camelot throughout the year. And, uh, you know, he, he got to uh, little Michael Camelot. He's going to go to, uh, uh, the Bob Tomlin invitational this year and follows the same. It's over the top of the, the junior high finals. So, so Camilo actually picked up Trav and Todd, which is Coulter Todd's, uh, youngest oh, yeah. boy. And so we got, uh, it's going to be switching ends this time. You know what I mean? It's just, instead of Todd and Dela Cruz, it's going to be Dela Cruz and Todd over at the, <laughs> at the junior high finals. So I'm, I'm pumped up for that, man. It's, it's been pretty, pretty neat to help them out with their little journey that they've been, that they've been on. Well, and how cool they is ever get? Oh, I was just saying, how, how cool is that? That like, uh, you, you both have your, your kids roping together and that's who you roped with and made the finals with the, the first time and stuff. Man, it's it's just pretty neat. Just the, the you know, Coulter's boys are real, real. I mean, it reminds me of identical of him. They're real good boys and good to be around. Real good cowboys. Uh, Travin actually, I I don't know if he was watching old tapes of me back in the day, but he, he hits the corner and fires it, man. Like he's, it's funny to to see because we're going we're up in the same performance actually as, as his older brother, Coulter Lee Todd, and he's roping with uh, Riker Sarchet. And, and Coulter Lee's a little more calculated about his shot, man. He'll take one or two swings if he needs to catch. This Travin, man, he'll run to the end of it. He'll fire it down there, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> and I, I like his spirit. That's what I told him one time. You know, does anybody tell you that I, I like your spirit? I like I like where your heart's at? And he says, not a whole lot of people told me that. And I says, I'm going to tell you that. Because once you figure out how to catch every time, you're going to be a dangerous kid, man. <laughs> yeah. Do, do your kids ever get, cause I know like when my dad gives me advice and even when I was a little bit younger, when they, he'd give me advice and he'd tell me the sky is blue and I'd argue with him till the day. <laughs> but if anybody else tells me, I'm like, man, that's good advice. That is awesome advice. Do your kids ever get like that? Man, I tell you what, they're, they're, they listen pretty good. They, they listen to their mom really good. So if they, if they don't listen to me, I'll go. Tell tell Miss Serena Marie that the boys they listen and they 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 follow in line whenever she says something. They got to to get in the will. That's what I figured out. <laughs> mama bear, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, mama you know, bears you know, in. You know, you don't want to. You don't make a mama bear. Mama bear mad. They'll get after you. <laughs> what are you doing but, up in Montana? 
Who you well, uh, well, uh, we actually uh, live up here now. We we purchased the place from our our my our in laws Jeff and Pauline, and uh, this is where Arena grew up is in Augusta, and oh, so really. yeah, and the boys get to go fishing up here. They're they're big time fishermen, and so we actually uh, did a little crick fishing today, and we roped, and that's kind of why it was a little bit hard to get a hold of there. Just. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit, little bit late on the on the podcast here because we're roping and taking care of horses and stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm glad y'all are with me tonight. Verizon hasn't figured out Montana just yet. We're close, but they haven't figured it out yet. Well, man, like it, it's it's weird because it's 10 o'clock up here and the sun's just barely peeking over over the hill there. And like in Arizona, it, it's about eight o'clock or so. You know, eight eight thirty. The the sun's sun's completely down, and so the making the adjustments a little bit tough yeah. make it a little bit tough well i know uh i know my brother's glad that you live there nice and close so he can go there every once in a while caleb's a good guy man we get along and like he's he's kind of wanting to learn more about the horse training side of it and i've been doing spreading my knowledge about the the horse show stuff and shoot i i still got a lot to learn myself but uh yeah he, he's been doing so good training them horses and he's been kind of getting to another level in his roping too so i that's that's kind of neat to spend some time. But I I kind of when I was uh, I think it was 19 years old. I come up here and, and rodeoed up here, and I got to to hang out with with, with Kay, Clay and Caleb when they were little bitty guys. And I, I remember uh, their dad wrote pretty good with with uh, back in that day was Rafael Palielo was down here. Yeah, the Brazilian. You know yeah. the he, he's he's one of the kings down there in, in Brazil. So that was pretty neat. That, that was a long time ago, huh, Clay? Oh yeah. I uh I'll never forget my you know my when my dad told me like we're we're you're, we're gonna go get a goat and stuff to rope he's like Caesar does this all the time you guys need to start doing this and I'm like all right so that was our thing when growing up roping goats I do you, that man, all the you time catch a goat you can catch a steer oh yeah they're fun <laughs> anyway but yeah they they're faster you yeah know, so. yeah just just the timing and the steers. I have a, uh, you know, rope, doing roping schools and stuff. I, the healers have a hard time uh, spotting out the legs, and it would be almost similar to a, a you know, batting and, and and seeing a major league pitcher throwing some pitches at you. You know, you got to be able to see the ball if you want to hit it. And so, same thing with the the feet. The legs are moving fast, and if you can't spot the legs out, you're going to have a hard time catching. So, as a goat is fun. You get a little play rope and you run around there and it, it kind of at the same time, it keeps you moving your legs yeah. as well because healing, you know, you're sitting in a saddle and, and people, you know, want to, want to sit down on the hind end too much, sit down in the pocket and that ain't going to help you out. You got to stand on your, on your stirrups and kind of kick and you, you shuffle your legs around a little bit and that'll help you roping out. So like roping a goat, you learn to run around there and swing at the same time and kind of the coordination side of it. Got to be in shape. Out, yeah. It's just, you see the legs, you, you, you rope the legs. And, and timing, I, I try to help the students out a lot with that. And it's like you, you got to be able just to, to, to see the legs and to kind of react. It's a split-second reaction, like I said, like a, seeing, seeing a, you know, a lot, a lot of people play baseball. It's just like seeing a pitch coming at you. You got to be able to see the ball to be able to hit the ball. Same, same thing with the steer leaves the shoots. You got to be able to see the legs to be able to heal the legs. So I, it happens fast for low-level type ropers and, the high level guys, they they can spot the legs out fast. That's why they rope rope so good. But the low level level guys, they they have a hard time with that. So I I try to encourage as much goat roping as possible for amateur level or people want to learn how to rope. 
go get you a goat. They're fun animals to keep around too. I'm sure you laughed at them several oh, times. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. They jump on everything. You gotta be yeah, careful. Yeah, they get wherever they they stuff. can go wherever yeah. they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you do some schools. You ever bring the goats around there? Do do some stuff? I I, I tried to as much as possible. Actually, a, a couple weeks ago, I, I went to uh, El Paso, Texas, out there. Uh, my buddy Shane Wolf, uh, Wolford out there is a military gentleman we, he had a couple goats out there and when i do private lessons at the house or i do clinics at the house i got a, i got three or four goats we, we got on a stake and i got donkeys um i got a lead steer i got everything like that to kind of go slow and to pick up the timing you know i watch uh basketball uh baseball stuff like that and and them guys are co- going back throughout the week and practicing working on drills slowing stuff down working on the basics and i i I see team ropers they'll go right to the roping pin and run the steers up and they don't practice they they don't rope the dummy they don't do nothing and then wonder why they're struggling it's like you got to work on certain things you got to rope the like i like roping the dummies and goats and certain things and breaking it down and if i'm struggling with something like my loop placement's not hitting the way i want to i i can work on that on the on the dummy I have a hard time doing that on live cattle because everything's moving so fast. So if I just slow, slow everything down, go back to basics again, it, it really helps out in the rope. And so when I do my clinics, I start off right off the bat. We rope the dummy for an hour or two and we, we rope the, the, the dummies, the sleds, the, you know, the smarties or whatever for a couple hours. And then we go into the live cattle and I tell them, if you practice like that, your roping will improve greatly. Like it, you slow everything down. Your horses will like you a lot better too. You won't rope a hundred steers in the practice pen. You'll probably run just a handful of them because your arm will be tired by that time. You, yeah. Your, your arm is going to be wore out by, by that time. You know, and another thing too is I, I, I play golf a lot. I've all, I kind of got fond of it when I would rodeo because we'd go to the rodeo. We The slack is done at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, and I got the rest of the day to hang out. I'm in Reno, Nevada. I'm in one of these places, you know what I mean? I could, go go play yeah. golf higher end at golf courses and so me for example if i just go right to the course i usually don't play very great you know it usually takes a few holes to kind of get lined out but if i go to the range i go putt a little bit and kind of figure some stuff out when i hit the course i usually i'm not going to say it's great but i feel like i have a better better opportunity to, to play better and yeah. it's like I, I i give people examples like that you know because it's like rope and they just they think of roping just like you out there and rope and you know, they think Junior Nogueta and Caleb Driggers, they just two time world champions are out there just just roping cattle all day long. But it, I I seen a video and, and it was Caleb Driggers up there last year's NFR and the last few steers, all he had to do was just catch them, you know. So I seen him out there roping the dummy. They they had a bit I think it was Team Roping Journal had had him just roping the dummy and he went went to the basics. He went couple swings right horn left horn pulled his slack real tight he was working with his left hand a little bit too and i'm like that guy's he's already got a gold buckle he's already proven to everybody he's one of the best that ever lived and he goes back to the basics and ropes a dummy at the national finals rodeo so you got to think to yourself if you're at your local jackpot and 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 if you went and roped your dummy a little bit it might improve if you you know take a page off of caleb's book right there just like man that guy's that good for a reason. He, yeah. he, he, actually, I got a story about Caleb. I watched him when he was 18 years old when he first got into the PRCA. He tied two ropes together 
and got on top of a horse trailer and roped the dummy. And it was, they did it several times. I want to say like a dozen, 10 or 12 times right in a row. And so he, he had my, like, I was like, man, this guy's pretty amazing with his rope. And so now it's, it's pretty funny to, to see him evolve in his roping. And he's been going to the rope horse maturities for the last few years. And he's been taking that real serious. And man, that guy's, I think that's what's helped him out with his, his, his world champion, you know, getting, getting those couples. His horsemanship is just phenomenal, man. That guy rides the head horses as good as, as you can ride one. That's what keeps him kind of, I think, so good is, is, right. is his ability to ride them horses. Well, even I like some of these. Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, even like the, um, you mentioned the donkeys and stuff. Not only does it help you, but you, you know, how helps the horses out sometimes getting them going a little slower and just. Make, oh man. The, the cow horses, especially because especially I, I get a, 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 say a cut and reject and he's so kind of, so tuned in on the cow, you get a donkey in there and you get a rope and you got to mess around with the donkey they get to playing and having a little more fun that way because, you know, the cows have been so serious mm-hmm. and they're so bred into it that they're so hot on the cow. You put a donkey out there and they get to have a little more fun. And now I can maneuver them a little bit more the way I want to and show them the moves that I need on the donkey. We're out there having fun. I, I've been the last, you know, I've been, been doing the, the train a lot of horses the last few years. And I've been roping the donkey a lot and, and roping the lead steers and doing that kind of stuff and trying trying to teach them horses to go so slow because the, the fraturities are four, five, and six-year-old horses. And I, back when I was rodeoing, you really didn't want to take a horse too much until they were you know six or seven. And now they're finished by the time they're six or seven. It's pretty yeah. phenomenal where the roping game and, and how it's evolving now. It's just very, very neat to to see where it's going. Do you think at the amateur level that it is evolving into more horsemen kind of people? Like I, I just see it like some amateur level. It's just like, yeah, these guys can swing a rope all day long on a, on a dummy or whatever. And they're really good, really handy and everything. But when it comes to the horsemanship level, that's where they're lacking. And do you think, I mean, how important, talk about how important that is. And do you think that that's something that's come a long ways or do you think it's got a long ways to go? Well, I, I think that the the technology is getting to where people are getting a little more help with their, with their roping and stuff. And I, man, these horses are getting good. And the horse training, there's a lot of horse trainers out there now that it can get a horse working really nice. And I, I noticed, and even the amateur levels, I, I'll go to a number eight roping and just help, help somebody's out and watch. And you have to be clean. You have to rope them all clean at a certain time. Like, yeah. you, you just get a leg or, you know, but you have to be clean now at the eight ropings and stuff. Like, it, it's you still can kind of, you can take a couple swings and make sure to catch, but it, it's it's evolving. Like, the low the low level guys, the guys that are beginning are, uh, are, are getting getting it figured out. I'll give you a prime example. Um, I, I helped a buddy out and he's, a, he's a police officer at, for Phoenix. He, he works in the gang unit, part of the gang unit. Shout out to Dusty. He's, he's an awesome guy. Anyways, he, he was learning how to rope and he, he said it, he was wanting to be a cowboy, you know, Yellowstone, all this stuff. These guys, that, that show really, really <laughs> took off. And then a lot of people want to be cowboys now, but, uh, 
anyways, he, he, he was wanting to get in the game. So he was really good about taking my advice about some stuff. I says, I need to come over and help you out as much as you can afford. We need to get you a good horse. And I told him in, in a year, you, I'll have you out there. You'll be able to go to a jackpot and win something. He's like, Oh no, man, I, I don't know about that. And I says, man, you really need to take it. I mean, there's got all these videos. They got the, 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 the team roping journal. They got all these, the, the roping.coms. They got all these, these access to, to really good videos and kind of, you gotta be a student of the game. You just kind of got to yeah. study it a little bit, work on some stuff. And he had me out there every week. We worked on his roping and like, it, it was something every week we had to work on. And, uh, I told him, you know, in a year I'll have you out there to jackpot. Six months later, he was out there jackpotting and he got his first buckle and he was pumped. And so he's gotten saddles. Like it, it's taken off and now his wife is roping and she's kind of watched, watched me help him out. And so she's actually gotten really good fast because she was kind of a barrel racer. And so she kind of, she could go around the barrels really quick and she understood how to ride. And it was just kind of the roping part. So she went and, and got, got on the dummy. Well, it, it's funny how they, they, they compete against each other now. And it's, 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 it's just awesome how the family's all getting together. and The horses yeah. are bringing the, the families together. And he, even that, like he got to where, I got. I told him you got to be consistent. You have to learn how to get it on the horns, control that horse around the corner, and give your healer a good shot. Because if you give your healer a good shot, you're going to have a lot more catches, and that's where you're going to get to the money. These guys that rope really good, the headers rope really good, they handle the steer just right. And so, I, that's what I told him, man. Like I, I see it in all different levels of roping now, but if you get a good horse and you, you study the game, like I said, and you got somebody. The beautiful thing about my rodeo career, my roping, my grandfather kept a good eye on me and make sure I wasn't doing any bad habits, but I had an NFR qualifier in my family, Uncle George Arles. He kept me sharp. So whenever I go to his house, he'd let, hey, don't do that. Okay, I won't do that. Do this. And I'll, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. And next thing you know, it, it really helped me out. It helped me evolve my roping. And so I f- feel now that you you can get help. There's, there's a lot of coaches now. They're, they're getting more and more out there so you can get some help with your roping and just make sure you're, you're on the right track. Like I said, I played golf and I didn't play golf all through high school and stuff. I didn't get into it till, till I started rodeoing and man, I would just go out there and just hit balls. They're all over the place. You know, I, I, your life was in jeopardy if you were within a few hundred yards out there, you know what I mean? I was going to be left or right. You know what I mean? Like you were, <laughs> but I went and got some help and it really helped my, my, it just made it, better where I can enjoy the game. And that's kind of why I think people, they think, Oh, you know, he charges, you know, 300 for an afternoon. And it's like, that seems like a lot of money. I understand, but you can go to the jackpot and you keep wasting your money and, and yeah. you keep doing these bad habits. You get somebody out there to help you out and kind of get you on the right track. You go to the jackpot. It was just an investment. You invest in, in me or say a Charlie Crawford, one of them guys, you're going to get your investment back promise yeah. you know you were going to get you on the right track doing the right things whether you know you might not be on the right horse you know what i'm saying you, we might need to help you find the right horse because that in, in the roping game and even the the rodeo game the the rough stock it, the, the 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 animal that you're yeah. going up against you're you're on competing with is going to determine the success of of, of uh, you know like i feel like the rope horse maturity is really opening a lot of people's eyes because it's almost like judge like bull riding a little bit or the rough stock events. 
Like if you show, if your horse isn't really good and, and, and you show up with an average horse and you're kind of an average rider and like, they're not going to score you very high, but if you, you got one, a, a really good horse and you're an elite level type rider and you're going to show this horse off the best of its ability, they're going to mark you real high. Like I said, these Joseph Harrison's and Dakota Curtis loggers, these guys are scoring 90s all the time. You know what I mean? And and the horse, you know, the rope horse uh, fraternity world, you know, they're scoring these high points all the time. They're like the Stetson Wrights and all these guys. Like they're just doing it. And like that, you can't do it any better. You know what I mean? Just, as long as they're on, as long as they're on the right animal, they're going to they're make it. They're going to perform the right way. And that's kind of where I feel that the game is evolving a lot. And it's pretty, pretty funny to, to I, I want to talk about this little, uh, my buddy, Billy Myers, um, he's, he's coming up with a maturity coming up in August yeah. and it's a, it's a 3d team roping. And so, uh, and, and the guys get, you get to compete with Joseph Harris, say, say I'm, I'm a horse owner and, um, I, I'm going to enter this maturity and I, I'm going to rope against Joseph Harrison and say, I'm, I'm a number six roper. And so I'm going to get to compete in the same rope. And it's almost like a, a pro-am type of roping. Sure. And so, yeah. so it's in the same, same rope. And so, um, say, say you, you rope really good and you compete really good and you have happened to, to place that day in the 3d and Joseph, Joseph Harrison won, won the 1d you, you hear it in the barrel racing, right? Like, you know, yeah. Sherry Servey might've won the 1d and, uh, uh, you know, I won the 3D, you know what I mean? Kind of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, the, the game's evolving a lot. And, and so the horses are, like I said, the, if, if you got a really nice horse that you sent to say Joseph Harrison or Dakota Kirchhoffogger, and you're going to enter that, that horse and you're going to enter yourself and you're going to get to rope on the same horse along with those guys. And so I think wow. that right there is going to just going to help people rope better too. Just honestly, I'm going to bring up golf again. If, if I'm around golfers that, that guys that play really good and uh, man, I'm going to pick up certain things on their, on, on their golf thing, the way they tee it up or certain things. And yeah. you know, I was like that when I was roping too, like I, the way guys are holding the reins or doing certain things. Like I picked up, picked up certain things the from Clay Cooper. The little things make huge difference. And that's yeah. what I tell people at the clinics. Like it's not going to be just this over the moon type thing. A lot of the time, it's just going to be a minor adjustment and it's going to make the world a difference. Well, that's so, a, so to answer your question, the, the, the game is evolving um, right in front of our eyes with, with the horses. They're just horses are getting so good. And, yeah. and you put a put a put a low level guy on on a on a good horse that fits him. Right. It's going to take him to two or three levels. Like, you know, I, I had a good horse when I was a kid and he took me to a certain level, but he could only take me, you know, to the to the collegiate level. That's as, that's as far as he could take me. And then I got Johnny Ringo my little bay horse about that time. And he took me to, to the NFR level, you know, that's just yeah. kind of trying to fit the rider with the horse. You don't want to put a, a kid with the horse that that's just too much. That's going to scare them. Even, even I've seen that for adults, you know, you don't want to put a horse that's going to scare them because then they're not going to be able to rope to the best of their ability. You want a horse that they can, they can kind of ride a little bit and have fun and enjoy. And that's going to take them to a whole other level. I, uh, you know, speaking of horses that scare people, like I, you know, I've, you know, photograph some high school rodeos and, and stuff. And I just feel bad when you see a kid try to come in on a, you just unbroke, like they have no shot even maybe even just running the pattern or whatever it is, you know? And I'm just like, I don't know this day and age, things are so expensive. Like you just think that you would just, uh, just try a little harder to find the right horse or something, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like safeties, uh, I'm big on safety, man. Like, if, if you put put a put a kid on a horse, it's gonna scare him, and, and it's not safe. That's gonna end up being a wreck. One, it's not gonna be that day, or maybe not tomorrow, but eventually there's gonna be a wreck happening. That's that's what scares me. And I, with my three little boys, I got uh, uh, he's 13 now. I got him on on some of the best horses. You know, the, I got one on a on a 20 year old, and I got him on a uh, a 13 or 14 year old. I rodeoed on that's seen the fireworks and all that stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and then and then my uh, my my 11 year old, he's on a horse that's, that's been rodeoed on that cut from an old man that tied off, and his wife rode it and stuff. And so this he's 14 years old, and then my my youngest boy, uh, Zorro, he rides Johnny Ringo. And that, that horse is 26, you know what I'm saying? He's still rolling, he's still going. And so, like, I try to keep them on horses that, that'll keep their confidence up, that they can have fun, and that's not going to scare them. And, 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 and from there, they, they, you know, it's going to cost more money. But from there, I think I could step them up another level. Um, right now, it's just keeping Camilo, the 13-year-old, and, and, and the right kind of horses because, man, he's getting bigger and stronger. He's already taller than me. He wears the same jeans as I do. Like he's he's a big big kid, man. And so he's 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 kind of figuring the game out. And so he's almost outgrowing his twenty year old horse. And it's the next step is this this you know fourteen year old horse that I, that I that I rodeoed on. He's a lot of animal, but he's a good horse. Like he he's he runs yeah. hard, scores good. He does it all right. He just can little a step up. And so we're just kind of easing him into that horse. And so we're taking both those horses to the, the junior high finals in Perry, Georgia. And uh, hopefully, um, if they got faster steers, he can ride ride my, my dun horse, Muddy. I call it Muddy Waters. And then if uh, if the steers are pretty good, and uh, he, he likes his, his horse, Sugar is her name, is 20 years old. And so he'll ride that, e- either one. But I want to make sure that they're on, 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 on the right horse. And, I, you know... I know if if they can afford it, I know some people that have spent a lot of money on their on their kids for for nice horses. Yeah. And if if you can do it, then, then try to do it. But I I was a kid that didn't have a whole lot of money, and and so my mom he he was a little Mexican horse. He didn't cost very much, you know. He didn't have any papers, you know. And and so yeah. I I did a lot of training on him. You know, he come from an uh, an uncle on my on my stepdad's side, and and so. Um, we got to make payments on him. I think it was 500 bucks a month till we finally got him paid off. But, uh, he, he, was a cool horse and he got me to the collegiate level. Like I, I got, uh, I got to the college finals on that, that horse, but he was, he was just fast enough. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of speed and he just kind of had an average stop and he, he was just, just an average, average horse, you know, but when, when you start stepping it up and go to the pro rodeos, you need a horse that that's as good as, as good as they get almost you need you need a horse as good a a, a professional level type horse when you're going out there especially now like it's it is no joke you cannot you cannot play around with your horsepower nowadays healing uh the the headers are getting on them so fast you need a horse that scores really well and can run as fast as a head horse nowadays like um uh, i've been watching you know like i said i i sold junior nogueta a heel horse and and that horse is one of the fastest heel horses I've ever rode. Like this horse can get it. And uh, I'm good friends with Jeremy Bueller. And I noticed his horses like he the last few years that he's been roping with Ren Richard, he stepped up his his horses to like they're taller. 
They're a little bigger. They're a little bit faster sure. to keep up with Ren's head loop. Ren, Ren throws a, a, a rope like he does a football. Ren, Ren was a, a, a superstar football player. You know what I mean? So he throws a rope like a football. He can send that thing. Yeah. And so to be able to, you got to be able to have a horse that can outrun the head horse. And he's on race horses. His family, his dad raised race horses. You know what I mean? And so he's <laughs> yeah. got a, he's on a race horse that can throw a rope like a football. And so you need a heel horse that can just, can can haul butt and do do it all really good. So that's that's what I see. The the healers are evolving a little bit too with that. With the heel horses, can all of them can fly now if they're, if they're, they're making it at the NFR. Yeah. Um, I also see the flip side of the coin on. So when you talking about high school kids that have like unsafe horses and stuff, I see the other flip side of the coin with the kids that have the nicest horses of ever, and then they don't put in the time though. Like yeah. their parents will buy them whatever they want. They got X amount of money. They got Buku's money. They could buy, they could buy Donald Trump's house for all they care, but they don't, they don't put in the time. They don't care. They just show up rope and then they're mad that they lose. And then they just do their thing. Man. I, I grew up with uh kind of ran and Adams was with sneak over here when I was younger and, and uh, sneak over there to the, the pine country classic. It was called, it was a, it was a USGRC roping back in the day. And man, I got to got to be good friends with him. And I didn't know th- that their family, had, you know, come, come from a little money, you know, like their dad, Wes was a very, you know, he worked real hard, come from nothing. And, and he, he made a, a, a big business out there in Vegas. Well, these boys, all the kids would show up, man, but they would rope like they were poor kids. Like they would, man, they were, they were, they were after your money. And I, and I, I, I asked Randon one time, you know, like, you guys, you guys got nice rigs. You got nice horses. You got everything you need to be successful. You know, you had the cattle. He had the facility. Everything you needed. But his dad would only give the boys enough money to go to the jackpot and enter the the, the first roping. And he told them, "I'm going to enter all you boys up in the first roping. If you guys can't get, if all you guys can't get a check, not one of you guys can get a check to enter the next roping. You guys got to come home and work at it." You know what I'm saying? And like so he kind of, he kind of put the dog in him, you know, at a young age. Yeah. I, I think that the, 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 the parents that just give them everything and well, you know, like, you know, I have to work at it. No, no big deal. You don't have to work at it tonight. You know, just go yeah. play Xbox or do whatever that you're fine. But <laughs> I, I, I West man. Uh, and I know Kent Shizawa, you know, Matt Shizawa's dad was out there hanging out a lot about that time. And I think West did that for a reason. Cause Kent could not stand a kid just sitting on his ass doing nothing. He would make you get out there, go tie calves, go get on, go get on a colt, go do something out there. Gee whiz guys. Come on now. Like he would, he would, he'd make guys run around there. And that's the thing is that my uncle George was like that too. I come from a military type family. You know, my, my grandfather was in world war two. And so like he kind of instilled that on us in our practice pen, you know, like work at it. You know, we're not out here just, you know, I mean, we're out here to have fun, but, you know, it's fun when you, you win some money, you know, like go to the jackpots and win something. So we come on the practice pin, work on our stuff, practice to make our horses work right. And then, and then we go to the jackpot. That's when it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. I kind of instilled that on us. And like, I think that's what you got to have. You got these kids now, like I, I, I see that a little bit, but you see some of them kids that they got that dog in them. They got, got everything they need. You know, they got the horses, they got everything they need, but man, they're, they're, they're after your money still. So, if you're going to be successful now, you, 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 you can, it is very helpful to have that little bit of extra money, the rig, the horses and stuff, 
because you're going to go through all that stuff, but you got to be, you got to rope like a, I talk, I got to rope like a poor kid. You know what I mean? You got to act like you're on your last dollar. I used to go to these jackpots and I, I, um, I'm fortunate enough now to, to buddy up with you, uh, you know, thankful you guys have me on your podcast, but I'm doing a, doing a podcast with some buddies down, uh, in, in Arizona, the Tullus and Mac podcast and get to talk about th- this kind of stuff and rodeos. But man, I just feel like, uh, when I was a kid, I didn't have a whole lot. Like, uh, we had, we, my mom would, my mom, you know, would, would give us just enough money that we can go. And like, it might be a month if I didn't win. So uh, like, I, that's where my, you know, intensity comes from when I wrote, man, like it's, it's, it's I'm going to go out there in the practice pen. I'm working on stuff. And then when I go to the rope and I have, I have to win, I've gone to these ropings and I never was the guy to write a hot check. I never liked that. You know, like I didn't like that kind of pressure, like, but I, I was the guy that would show up there and spend all his money to get there. And I spent all my money to enter up and I didn't have any money to get home. And like, I hate it. I, I, I did not like asking for money to get home. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, like that, that was where a lot of my, especially in the co- college days, man, like when I turned 18, I, I started going to college. I really tried to just get on my own. I tried not to, to rely on my parents to help me out as you know, they, they were always there. You know, my, my parents loved me to death. You know, my, my, my stepdad, Larry, and my mom's and Ida, they, they, they wanted to help me out as much as possible. My grandparents, Yolanda and Victor, they were, they'd help me out if I needed it, but I just, I wanted to do it my own. And so yeah. there was times where I'd have a couple buddies, you know, Brandon, Brandon was a good friend of mine. You know, like if I, if I needed hundred bucks to get home, I, I, all I had to do was ask, you know, but man, I hated asking. I'd rather just go out there and, and win it. And I, I tell these kids at the, at the clinics, you know, your parents are helping you out. There's going to be a point like you, 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 you need to learn how to, how to, it's the funnest thing to, to, to win money with your rope. Like you practice and you work at it and you go to the rope and you go to the rodeo and they, you, you're four flat at the rodeo and you win three grand, man. That was, that was fun right there. That was, <laughs> I've worked, I've worked so hard. You know what I mean? I've welded, I've rode horses. I've done, worked so hard to get three grand and to get it right there in four seconds man, there's nothing funner than that. And so it, I tell them, them kids, you know, my, my kids as well, if, if you want to, if your heart is in this game, cause there's going to be a time where you're going to, you're going to want to quit. I promise you there's practice pin and you got to wrap steer. You got to unsaddle. You got to do this, or we got to drive 10 hours here. We got to do this. Like there's going to be a point, you know, and then I'm not roping good at that. I've missed the last two weeks. I haven't caught anything the last two weeks. There's going to be a point where you're going to want to quit, but that little, you got to have that dog in you. Like, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I got to eat. I got to win something to yeah. eat. So we're, we're going to go out there and we're going to practice work and, and we're going to figure this out. And that's where on the roping yeah. side, that's where we get to the next level is out there grinding it out. Yeah. My uh, dad always, I remember growing up, especially in college. I, and I'll, I'll let Clay go here in a second, but even like just announcing, like I remember my first announcing gig ever, I got paid 50 bucks for two days. Like <laughs> didn't even cover gas. Like it was bad, real bad. But my dad always told me like, Hey, like we won't let you sink, but we'll let you tread a little water. And like parents are supposed to help you out. I mean, that's what a parent is for. They're supposed to help you out. I'm not trying to dog on anyone that got help from their parents or anyone, but they're supposed to help you out. But if they do everything for you, that's where I have a problem. And I see some of these kids that, like I said, just don't do any work. And their parents just do all the work for them. And then they just, then they're so mad that they don't win and all this stuff. It's like, 
You didn't put in the time. Yeah. You didn't care. I mean, you had nothing invested besides showing up there and getting embarrassed, and that was it. Man, I, I see it. Man, I, I see it from time to time. And, like, uh, you see guys just – it's like, what do you say? It's like I, I try, I, I've tried to help these guys and let them know, like, you got to work hard at it. You got to – if you're out there – and I, I'm, I'm going to mention Caleb Jiggers and, and Junior again. If they're out there working at it as hard as they're working at it and they got the horsepower that they got and, and they show up at the roping and they're as laser-focused as they are and you're not that laser-focused and you don't have at least one horse as good as their horse and you're not practicing like them guys are, you're going to get beat. And now I find out the lower-level guys, you know, I, I go practice with some of these guys and, and they want it because they're going to the World Series Finals. And most of, most of these guys that are serious about the roping, that a lot of them are going to go to the World Series Finals, and they're going to want to get help because they are going for two hundred thousand, you know what I mean, three hundred thousand over there. And so it, the game changes when you're going up for that much money, and so you're going to get help yeah. for it. But like, I, I feel like if if you're the parent is out there that that wants to help their kid out a lot, and you you give them all this opportunity give them just enough money to enter the rope and just, just one time. And you know I mean? You, they got the whole weekend. And if you don't win in the first roping or two, we're going to have to come home and work on, on some stuff. You're going to have to practice work out a little bit. And then, you know, next weekend, you'll, you'll same thing. We're going to give you enough money. Cause I feel like, like Randon, the way, the way West, West Adams t- took care of them boys They man, they, they're, they're focused on, on what they got to do. And they're, they're, they train horses or they rope. They're like, like I said, uh, ran and he he's a world world champion and, and when he got his world world gold buckle and he wrote for a few years after that um west passed away about the time you know he got that gold buckle and he slowed down real 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 hard and he went went to work and uh taking care of the family business and stuff so that that was pretty neat back. sorry dude my phone just shut off it said the temperature got too hot Dude, I plugged it in and like it just shut off. Sorry about that. No, you're no, all good. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a question for you. So, you know, now that we talked about a little bit about money and stuff, like how, how hard is it to manage money when you're on the road, you know, going to the NFR? So you're going to rodeo after rodeo after rodeo, like, you know, it, it just... Man. But at the time when I rodeoed, like I started in, in, in 2000, I, I kind of set my goal to rodeo in 2005. And man, I didn't have a whole lot of expenses. I, I, I had a camper and a two horse. And like I said, I tried to just stay focused on, 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 you know, getting to the NFR. And so I would just try to make, get enough money and, and just to get to the next rodeo. Like I live week by week. And, and, and like, it's, it's a, it's a cool lifestyle, you know, for, but like, it's, it's, it's hard on your, on your, on your checkbook a lot of times, because in the 4th of July, you're going to spend at at that time, you know, I, I heard it was double, but like, you're going to spend 5,000 in a week with entry fees, your, your fuel, and you might, you might have to fly around. You're going to have to send one rig this way, one rig that way. Like it, it gets expensive really fast. Um, like nowadays, um, I feel like Wesley Thorpe has done a really good job with his sponsors. He's been a, he's been one of the top healers for for a, a, quite a while. But 
man, another another guy, Patrick Smith. Them guys do a good job with their sponsors, and I feel like if for the young guys out there, kind of, you just got to be a good guy. A lot of the, you know, Patrick and West, man, they're just really good dudes to hang out with. They, 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 they they're around these guys with a lot of money, and most of these guys with a lot of money, they just want to spend time with you. They want to go hunt with you. They go fish with you. They go rope with you. Do something yeah. with you. They, you know, because if they're going to give you 30,000 to go rodeo, I mean, it's going to be hard for you to give them back with just a patch in your shirt. You're going to have to kind of, <laughs> you're going to have to get around them and hang out. And I, you know, I had a sponsor, a really good sponsor, um, Kevin and Robin Allred. And, you know, when I, when I started having my, my family, I, I didn't spend as much time with them. And I kind of lost that sponsorship just because of the time I didn't get to spend with them. And I feel like that's what they, the sponsors really like that when you get to spend some time with them, help, you know, go to their house and have some dinner. And like I said, some, yeah. some, of, some of the guys want to go hunt with you or fish with you or something and, and spend some time with you and just be a good guy, good, good, good lady, good, good woman. And these the sponsors will come and, and help you out. Not that's the things I don't know that the, that they can do it like I did it because I was just going week from week and, you know, if, like I said, there was times where I didn't just had enough money to, to, to get to the rodeo a lot of the times and I had to rely on, on winning. And I don't think that's very smart nowadays. Uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of sharks in the, in the shark tank out there and the, it's a big ocean. And so you're going to have to have a little bit of backing to, to get from place to place. I feel, um, the entry fees, I, I did a podcast with Larry D guy and she was telling, telling the, the guys over there that shoot, she spent 40,000 last year in fuel. And that's, like I said, I, I think when I rodeoed, um, I believe Kevin and Robin Allred, they, they had a, a, a bill for around 25,000 and, and it was around 28,000. And I really, man, I, <laughs> I took advantage of that card for sure. And yeah. so <laughs> just, just, to, just to think that I, I spent that much back, back then in, in 2006, seven, eight, nine, I believe I had them for about five years but they were, they were one of my better sponsors. And so, like I said, I, I mentioned Wes and, 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 and Patrick, them, them guys got people paying their fees. They got guys paying that got a fuel card. They got guys helping them out with horses and, and that right there, when they go to the rodeo, it's money coming in Yeah, because it's now you, you can't have the money coming in at the rodeos going back out. You can't be just giving it right back to them because you're not going to make a living very, very fast out there. And like I said, these, these wow. Junior Nogatas and Caleb Driggers are sharp about making a living now with the ropes and the horses and stuff. You're going to have to be a, those guys are great white sharks. If you're going to be a, you're going to swim with those guys, you better be a shark too. I'm telling you. Well, and such a different mindset too, you know, going into a, a rodeo where you're like, you know, I'm, I'm still going to be fine if we miss or whatever. We're going to go to the next rodeo, but. You know, if you if you're uh, you're struggling with uh, not doing very good, that's it gets it gets on you. It's, it's you're they're gonna have a point where you're gonna want to quit. <laughs> yeah, it's like right you there, said. Yeah, I know. I, I feel in every event in rodeo, there even the people that win a world title, there was one week or something. There were they they struggled and there were they might have had a something happen where they were like, man, I should I quit or should I keep going? And they, they, they made the decision to keep at it and keep, and that's what got them the world title. Like it's not an easy road road to go. Like it's, 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 it's not all sunshines and rainbows out there. I promise you when you start the year off and you, you're going and, and you leave home for 
So when I was rodeoing, I would leave home, and I was only home for three months out of the year. You know, like I'm gone all the time. And then I was jackpotting too. So me personally, like my, I had to be in the game. And so when I'd get home, I'd be out there practicing and working out. And I get home, I'm only spending a few, a few hours with the family. And so that's why I, I really had to slow down because I can really tell, especially my oldest boy, Camilo, that like he, I need to be home a little bit more. I need to be a dad. Like this, this rodeo dream that I had to be a world champion. It was just, it was just a far-fetched dream, man. Just to even get to the rodeos and like the next thing I know, I, I, it was just a dream to win Cheyenne. You know what I mean? And the next thing I you know, I won Cheyenne. It was just a dream to win Pendleton. I won one Pendleton. Like the next thing you know, it was like there's no. If you'd asked me when I was 12 years old, like I had this dream of making the NFR, but like. Do you really think you you can make it from where I come from? You know, like I didn't have a whole lot of money, and I, you know, we don't like we just we're just we're we're hardworking family. You know, like we just don't have this extra money to buy all these rigs and horses and stuff. And so, man, that's that's where I I kind of got that. I call it dog, but like, man, I I tell these these kids at the clinic, you got to be a shark, and you pick pick whatever shark you want to be, but you're gonna have to swim with the sharks when you get out there to the rodeo world. Like, I don't care what event you're going to do. They're, they're all elite, you know, ropers, riders, everything. They're the best of the best. That's why they're the, the pro rodeos. And you, it's not, it's not high school. It's not college. You know what I mean? You might've been one of the best guys in your region or, you know what I mean? In the state, when you go out there, they're from all over the country and the world and like Brazil, they, they come from all over to get your money. And so you're going to have to take this very, very serious. You're going to have to, like I said, have your sponsors in line. You have to have your horses in line, your rigs in line. And then when all the, when everything's in line, there's still no guarantee you're going to make the finals. <laughs> like it, it's, it's, there's no guarantee rodeo. And, like, and, and the guys that go from 16th to the 25th spot, they went rodeoing all year long and they did not make the finals and they are broke when they get home. I promise you. They, they, they're low. And so... Man, it's just a just a humbling game. Like, I, I like what, what you know, being a fellow podcaster now. You know what I mean. I like what we're doing because we're spreading the knowledge to to more people. Like, maybe people didn't know how that they could be a sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like a kid not not knowing the rodeo trail or like hearing a few stories on on what to do. Man, I think it's going to change the game even more. And like. I, I just I just feel like there's going to be more Stetson Wrights. There's going to be more Junior Nogueras. I, like I, I bring up Junior a lot because when, when he come to to the States, he come to Arizona. And I got to spend a lot of time with him watching rope. He spent a lot of time with Jake Barnes and stuff. And so, man, I know where that guy come from because I did clinics out there. I know exactly where that guy come from and what he had to do to get over here and the, and the struggle he had to get here. And if you're not willing to, like... Like, I mean, that guy's willing to, to put all on the line for, for, for what he, he had in his heart to be a good to, for a gold buckle. He was out here to, to win it all. And it's like these young guys over here that they, they got everything they need and they're a little bit spoiled. You got to go against that guy right there when you go to the pro rodeos. And this guy does not mess around. And he's, he's not, he's upset when he doesn't catch because his family relies on him to win. And if he doesn't catch and he doesn't provide and doesn't win enough money, he's got to go back to Brazil. And he doesn't want to go back to Brazil. He wants to stay over there. <laughs> yeah. you know so this guy is going to be trying extra, extra hard to beat you. And so I, I know like Adriano Moraes did it in the bull riding. 
And I think Junior Nogueira did, is going to do it in the team rope. And so we're going to see more guys from Brazil come up. And it's like it's like in the bull riding, man, it's going to change some stuff. Like it's going to get get better. It's going to it's evolving. And like I, from from tw- like you know I, I I think if I get my gold card, I, I think it's twenty years I've been in the PRCA, and to see where it all evolved, man. Like I was one of the guys that I can count on my hand how many guys were thrown on the corner. It was Michael Jones, you know, Kenny Harrell, you know, all these guys are, you know, like they're a little bit older now. Like we're all taking the, the shot right there on the corner. We're all taking. And, and like nowadays, every healer does it. They got these crossfire rolled. The, 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 the flaggers are so confused because these healers are throwing so fast every time. They don't even know the kid. He comes out of the woodworks, never heard of the kid before. And he's throwing out on the corner, like borderline crossfires, every one. And it's like, man. The game is just evolving. The headers now, like they're reaching so far, but they're learning how to keep the head horses working. Like it's evolving. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's it's cool where the, the game is going to and the roping side of it. And and that's just just the roping side of it. I know the calf roping, the barrel racing, the bull riding, the bronc riding is all it's all evolving too. It's it's pretty neat. Where the, but that's why they need need more people like us to spread more knowledge out there. Yeah. That needs to be more rodeo knowledge. I think. What uh, what are uh, some moments you're most proud of? Shoot, you know, hey, getting hey, married, hey, my three boys. Hey, you know hey. what I mean? <laughs> uh, like just 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 to make the final. I got I got several of them, man. Like uh, there, it, like I didn't believe I would ever make the NFR. It was just a dream when I was a kid, and 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 to get to make the finals was really really cool. Um, it was a dream come true, and I, you know, I think, you know. I, I won Cheyenne twice. I won Pendleton twice. I won Prescott twice. I won Salinas. Um, all these major rodeos that I uh, that I dreamed of winning when I was a kid, and and even when I first started, man, that would be so cool to win. I never did get the the the, the Spurs at, at at Reno, but I do have the arena record still to this day. Coulter Todd and I do, so like I'm still proud of that one too. Like I got, I it's it's like man, I. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of so many things in my rodeo world that, 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 that I did. And I just kind of, sometimes I, I, I forget about them. You know what I mean? I kind of retired and stuff and I, you know what I mean? But I, I did some cool things rodeo and I just, man, it's rodeo, rodeo give me a lot of, a lot of things. And like, it was just a dream when I was a kid to, to do all this stuff. And I, my, my wife come from, from, from rodeo, my, my horses, my, my kids, they all want to rope and ride and do all that stuff, man. I just, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, for, for the life that I've lived. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I want to ask you some Derek Gay stories. We got to hear some Derek ones, Gay stories. I got some good ones. Well, Derek, outside of rodeo, like people, people know that he's, he's a really good cowboy, right? Yeah. This guy is like he's pretty mellow, man. He don't really talk a whole lot at the rodeo. He's real quiet. He, yeah. He's actually very, very comical, man. This guy's funny. Well, he 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 says, "Hey, come come chase wild cows with you know, come see what it's all about." And I did it with Coulter before, man. But he took me to some pretty pretty sketchy country, man. Like <laughs> I I I almost had to remind him, man. You like I'm your partner, and, and uh, like I need to make it out of here so we can go to the rodeo. Like 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 he we went through some shell rock, man. And like my horse, like he he told me, hey, if your horse goes, you know, down the hill, make sure to go 
fall the opposite side. So you fall toward the mountain. Don't oh, fall with your man. horse, fall toward the mountain. And I'm like, all right, man, you know what I mean? And and then we caught a couple. I caught a bull and 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 these bulls were mean, man. Like they were like like they were they were they were Herefords, but they were like fighting bull mad. Like they would they, you would they would they would come at you, man. And I had to hula hand one to come and like I'm on a younger horse. I didn't bring kind of the, probably the very best horse to do this. You know what I mean? I kind of was, I got, he, he was a good horse, but he was just small. You know what I mean? And the yeah. bull that I was up to, he's about 1400 pounds, man. He is sucker. He's been eating good grass out there. He was strong, man. And so he kind of pulled me around a little while. And like, I was like having some heck and sure as, sure as man, just begay. It was like my knight in shining armor and just, peered over over the hill right there <laughs> and he was laughing at me man because i'm kind of in a jam i don't know what to do i got i i i'm on one end and i don't think my horse is i'm not tied on hard and fast and if i undally like like i, I don't know man I, so i'm just i'm just thinking about it you know what i mean the, the bull's on one end of the tree and i'm on one end like like he's keeps trying to circle and come get me and i'm like i'm struggling here okay and so this big guy he goes over there and he ropes ropes him and he, he ties him down and he he said, "Okay, let's go. There's more to rope." So we went. We, we oh. got. Us, I, I caught. I caught a couple that day. And uh, Ty Romo was with us. The 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 Ben boys were with us. Man, we caught about 15 bulls, and it was really cool. And like we did this all before lunch. Like this was this was chaos for about four or five. Wow. You know, for about four hours. We started at daylight. You know what I mean? And 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 about. About lunchtime, we, we stopped, and, you know, the, the guys took the saddles off their horses. We found a nice little creek bottom, give them, give them some water, and let them relax for a little bit. They had a hard, hard day. And, man, just to get a just to get a, a inside of what Begay does daily, like this guy, he, yeah, he, he does that do all, the all the time. This is what he wants to do all the time. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he, he, he's a hunter, but he hunts with his rope. You know, like, you know, hunters are crazy about hunt. You know what I mean? They're always thinking about it and the guns, bullets, all this stuff. But Gay's always thinking about this, this cow catching. Like, but it, he said, it's, it's like hunting with a rope. You go out there and catch them with your rope. And so, but th- th- there's so many rodeo stories I could tell you, but that right there was one of my favorite Begay stories about like, this guy's wild guys. Like this guy's, you get him out, out in the country over there, you chase the stuff. Like he, he, he'll have one roped and tied down before. Like, it's amazing to watch. Like before you, you, you can even catch up to him. He's already got it tied down and roped. You're like, Oh man, that was awesome. And just to see all these guys work. And, and this is how he started his, his herd. You know, he started with, with no cows, no bulls, no nothing. And he went and caught him and he started his own. And like, you'll see him at the Wednesdays sale barns and stuff like, He's got quite the herd now. I think he's he's in the hundreds now. I think from from starting from nothing to going and catching his own. Now he's regular regular like a cow man. You know, he's a, he's his own cow boss. It's pretty uh, pretty neat to see. Like he, I got a, yeah, I got a buddy. You know, uh, Brandon Shelton. We do the Tolson Mac podcast. He owns Cattleman's Processing down there in Arizona, and uh, he he keeps telling him, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you some steers. I got some bigger steers but I just got to catch them. You know what I mean? They're, they're hard to catch. <laughs> and so once I catch them, I'm going to bring them to you though. It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. He still hasn't caught them. Still so, hasn't caught them. So, so you can only imagine, man, like the, the stuff this guy does. He like, he lives to go to rodeo. He loves to go to rodeo. Him as Vic Begay, they, they still go to the Indian rodeos. They, they still yeah. qualify for the Indian world finals. And it's like, they, they live for this rodeo stuff. But when he's not roping, he's out there catching something or fixing fence or, like he he's 
man, old school, like you last of a dying breed. He really is. Him and Coulter Todd are doing pretty good this year. <laughs> They're doing great, man. My two, one of the two favorite headers going, going at each other, you know, going at the guys now. And I tell everybody, you better watch out, man. Cause Coulter, when he was all the way up till he was 18, 19 years old, he, he was, man, he was a, a healer. And, and I, I got to learn a lot and kind of got to a certain level because of that guy pushing me. Like I was always around guys that rope, rope a little better than me. I always felt like iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. This guy, he was, he would go weeks without missing in the tracks. And he roped really good all the time. But then when he turned 18, he had a hard time finding a header, you know, like he was, you know, like he was a low level type healer now, like you're, you're at the bottom of the fish barrel now, buddy. And so, so what he would, he struggled to get ahead or struggled to get a header. And so he started heading on his heel horse, the one that he, you know, he healed on all these years. And so he starts heading and, and all of a sudden within a few, few months, he's getting Corey Pesca to heal for him. He's getting Corey Coons to heal for him. Uh, Clay, Clay Cooper, you know what I mean? He, uh, we, we, we got to rope with each other. You know, I'm thankful my little Johnny Ringo Bay horse was so good. And then, and, and his horse is so good. I think that was the secret to our success right there was, you know, them horses and putting the hard work together really, really paid off for us. And man, it was a dream come true to make, make the finals with my best friend and Coulter and, and Begay, they go out there and uh, it's a cool, you, one of these times you need, need to have them on the podcast, but man, Coulter and him go catch wild cows together and to see Coulter's little boys, Coulter Lee and Travin catch wild cows, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, the, 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 the next generation of that Cowboys. Could be video. Like, that could be such it, a good TV show. Man, I tell you what, if you can, they, they try to get the Yeti boys to follow them. And <laughs> they couldn't keep, yeah. they can keep up. Yeah, they couldn't keep up. Yeah. But by the time they, they, they you know, Begay seen the cow, go, go into chasing the cow. Like I said, Begay already had him tied up. Travis Erickson, they, they did the same thing. And, uh, what they need to do is they need to fly a drone or like a helicopter over yeah. them while, while they're doing is what they really need to do. But, oh. uh, but tra- Travis said that when he, cause he was the first one to do a Yeti commercial with them guys. And, you know, he, he says, you know, yeah, I, I like catching cows. You know what I mean? Like he's, <laughs> I don't know. The whole commercial is pretty neat how, how he talks about it, but he had to turn his rope and steers out. And it was funny, you know, that he, he's out there, you know, chasing wild cows and he's got one out there with his horn's tip. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, not, that's not a wild cow. That was that was yeah. been caught. That was been caught at least once before. It's yeah. funny, you know I mean? But it's just this is old rope and steers. He had to he had to go, go take him out and turn him out in his backyard over there, and then the yeti guys could keep up with him that way. But they couldn't <laughs> keep up with him on the mountains. That's kind of funny. So, if yeah. uh, if you had to ha- start a ranch rodeo team, pick five people be on your team. Who are they going to be? Man, it's, it's going to be the. There's so many guys from Texas I can I can name out too that are really really good man. I'm just gonna stick with just our Arizona crew. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Derek Begay, Colter Todd. I'm gonna have to throw in Cody Reeser, um, Ty Romo, and man Raleigh Ben. Uh, and and, and I want to throw. And which one is gonna do bronco? You gotta do well, you know ranch bronco. I want I want to. Actually, I want to throw in Wawa Ben, which is, or, or Brandon Ben, which which is uh, Raleigh's boys, 
and them them two boys are wild, man. I oh, I, I pull bull ropes for for Wawa at the, the at the high school rodeos and stuff like they're cowboys. And like I, I see videos all the time of Brandon riding some horse that are bucking and you know like he, they're not scared. So maybe maybe we'll throw in one of the, one of the young Ben boys uh, on go. the team, and that'll be our our bronc rider. I've I've always said like how fun that would be to do it you know after the NFR or something just with the NFR guys they have to do like some kind of ranch rodeo deal. I think it's the Cody Neesmith Memorial. It just oh, yeah? got done in, in Texas. They do something like that. They have it's it's like a free for all for the open guys, the pro guys. They have such a fun time over there. They have like a one header. They have a cow catching. You know, like they have a team branding. They have all this stuff. And then they have a big open roping too. And, and yeah, it's just getting them guys all where they're having fun. That's where you're going to see some sharp roping and, and like, yeah. that's, you well, know what and, I mean? And just like cowboy cowboys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when you get the, the, the cow milking and stuff, you're going to see a good wreck <laughs> with them too. That's, that's pretty fun. I just, uh, if you had to pick, if you had to pick two teams in the team roping that are young coming up, they, maybe they've been to the finals, but they're just younger guys. Who would you say are two of the most impressive teams to you in the team roping? Man, uh, the guys that haven't got a gold buckle yet, you know what I mean? I, I really like uh, Brenton Hall and, and and Peyton Bray a lot. Those guys, man, I've got to spend time with them rodeoing when they started their career off and stuff. And yeah. Great, great, great kids, man. They're, they're, they're good guys. And... Um, I, I see them guys sticking together for a few years. They're, they're a real tight yeah. team. And then be on the lookout for like a, a Dust Negaskiza and Levi Lord. I really like yeah. that team a lot too. They have a cool run. They, you know, Dustin really reaches a lot. And man, this Levi has one of the tightest heel loop in, in, in PRCA right now. That's and those good. are guys that haven't won a world title that are, you know, Dustin's been there before. He's kind of like a veteran, like I say, but man, he hasn't got a gold buckle and he's picked up Levi. That's, that's kind of a young guy that, like I said, those, those two guys right there are, are going to do, do some good. And I think, you know, yeah. uh, Bray and Hall, man, those guys are good dudes, you know? And so I, 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 I like yeah. those guys a lot. So. Yeah. yeah we had, uh, we had Peyton on we just were, we wanted, we, we should have had him read some of his DMS cause we made fun of him about those, but he's a good guy. Man, I'm proud of that guy. We we mentioned that, you know, like uh before his parents set him up for for yeah. success in the rodeo game. But listen, that guy's got the dog in him, man. Like he he he's a great white shark. He's a tiger shark, man. He's he can swim with with the best of them, man. He he works hard at it. And uh he's he studies it. He really does. Like he he has some of the best guys in the world come in over there and he really picks their brain. And like he's uh, for a young guy I mentioned him because he's very knowledgeable in the game. He understands the mechanics of it. He understands what a heel horse needs to do. And, and he's, he's a young guy, man. He's in his early twenties. He's got a bright future ahead of him. And so like he, he's got what he needs to be successful in, in, in this rodeo game. And he's got the hard work, uh, the, the talent that that's going to be one of the, 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 like I said, one of the healers to beat in the, in the next 10 years, you know? Yeah. My last question for you. I got my last one. This is it. If you had to pick the 20, what is it? 2023. Yeah. 2023 NFR champion in the team roping, who would it be? Oh, man. Put money uh, on it right now. 
I, I, I got it. I got to throw. I, it's they've, they've already won two of them, man. And, and Caleb and, and junior are my favorite team out there. Caleb has so much control with his horses and his heading. And then, you know, junior bought my heel horse last year and, and they've been doing so good together. Lucky Bucky and, and him. So man, I, I kind of want to play favorites with that healer just because of that reason. And so there's so many good, good ropers out there, man. I, I can't really, you know, other, other than the sentimental value from, for, for both them guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, they're all, yeah, no. when, when I, when I made the finals with a gay and one of, one of the, 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 we, we made the finals leading the world. Um, I believe it was 2011, 2012, maybe 2011, I want to say. And, uh, uh, Turtle Powell and Jet Johnson come from, uh, you know, they made it just barely just made the finals. They're the 15th, maybe I think 14th and 15th. And they had a phenomenal finals. And me and Begay didn't, didn't start off very good. We struggled right there to start off with the first half. We didn't, we had hell. And by that time, by we started catching steers again, them guys run over top of us. You know what I'm saying? So you're never safe at the NFR in any event. You're never safe. Everybody there are, are, are capable to get you. But I like the horsepower that Caleb Jigger ha- has provided himself the last few years. He's taken it to a whole nother level in his horsepower. And his, his work ethic has always been there. And he's learned how to ride his horses so much better. Like, uh, I, I have, I, I feel like he's the best header in the PRCA. Junior, uh, I feel like he's got two of the best heel horses, you know, with Timon and, and lucky. And so I, I, I feel like that, that, that guy, that, that team right there is going to shine again. That's, that's my pick for, for this year's NFR. There you go. I like it. I'm going to put my money down now. <laughs> <laughs> but they also got a target on their back. They also got a target yeah. on their back. And so the, the guys are, are after them and they're learning, man. That's the thing as it's evolving because these guys are learning every world champion they're they're taking something out of it and trying to figure out how to how to get in that spot and yeah. so yeah but I, I feel like those guys would be those guys are ready for battle awesome you got any schools coming up man i actually got one this this weekend with my brother-in-law matt robertson we oh, got yeah. one in Helen, and um I, I try to schedule them as much as possible man i i, I really really want to spread the knowledge of the game and, and try to mentor a few of these, these kids that want to, want to, want to take it to the next level. Um, it's really cool to, to kind of get a picture, some videos of some, some guys that, that I help out with the rope and guys and gals, I help them out with the rope and, and you know, the, when they're smiling with their picture of, you know, they got a picture of a buckle or a saddle and they're smiling, you know, and I tell them it was the hard work paid off in it. And they, they're like, yes, it did. I was like, that's, that's the only way to get, get to the next level in this game. You have to work harder than the next person. 